Welcome to the Celtics Pride podcast on Celtics Blog. You can rate, review, and subscribe and follow us at Celtics Pride Pod on Twitter. I am Adam Motenko. With me, as always, is my twin brother, Josh Motenko. That's right. I'm starting a petition and a GoFundMe to help Celtics assistant coach Jay Larianaga keep his mask on his face. Uh, the man needs help. And for only a dollar a game, you can make a difference. We'll send you a photo for your refrigerator of Jay with his mask above his nose and an attached handwritten letter from the rest of the coaching staff extending their appreciation. You know, after all, if a coach can't keep his mask on, should we expect the players to get back in transition? As they say, it takes a village to raise a child and through the Keep Jay's Mask Above His Nose Fund, together we can beat this opponent, Ubuntu. And our good friend Mike Minkoff. I can't believe you're trying to blame the Celtics' lackluster play on Jay Laranaga's inability to keep a mask on his face. That's a, that's a new one, Josh. I'm well, impressed. Now that Jalen Brown is out for the season, the sky really is falling, Mike. So you were right all along. That is right. Since you heard our voice last, the Celtics are one and two. They were not looking so great. They were looking like they were in the play in the the playing tournament. I was all disappointed. And then we just got the news this past weekend: Jalen Brown diagnosed with a torn scapulonate ligament in his left wrist. Uh, how was my pronunciation on that, you guys? Terrible. Yep. As Thank a you. Uh, trained physician, I can tell you uh, that it was really, really bad. And y'all, this yep, is an yep. instant, instant, instant reaction pod. Like we, we're recording this right after hearing the news. Uh, Twitter's blowing up right now. Uh, the whole plan that we had for this podcast just got scrapped. Uh, instant reaction right now for you. Brown is expected to have surgery on it this week, and he will be out for the remainder of the 2020-2021 season. <sighs> what think- does this mean for the rest of the season? Josh. Well, first of all, I think I just threw up in my mouth. So give me a second. Um, this is just terrible, terrible news. I had a whole, a whole, I had a whole list of takes of, you know, wh- how we could do it in the playoffs and what the keys were and like if this, this and that happened, you know, and and now it's wait, wait, just wait, wait. all that's gone. It's terrible because it's ruined your takes. Well, I mean, I had, I had optimism. Most importantly, I had most optimism. Importantly. All season long until right now. And, and you know, all the, the negative Nancys out there who thought that the sky was falling and the season was over and the Celtics would never be able to recover. And, and like, as if they'd never seen a young team play differently in the regular season and then, than they did in the playoffs. Um, you know, this is, this is one of those years where that could have happened. And now with, with Brown, one of, to me, the only, one of only three players that we kind of knew we could count on, we knew what we were getting. With him out, you know, all my takes are in the toilet. Mike, bring well, optimism. Yeah, you're you're clearly going in the wrong direction. I mean, there's Josh, like the optimism that you were bringing didn't make any sense before this injury, which is why I was <laughs> realistic, not negative, and it didn't make any. Don't do what you just said. They don't like play like crap for an entire regular season, then all of a sudden like turn into a great team unless they have LeBron James on it. And the Celtics definitely don't have LeBron James on it. Um, this injury is a huge, huge, huge bummer. Jalen Brown 
played phenomenally this season. Uh, he, he raised, elevated his game over the course of the season, uh, re- you know, and it took a bigger jump, frankly, than I think anybody could could have reasonably expected given how short the offseason was from last season. Uh, this injury is awful, and it's kind of a capper on what's been really an unmitigated bust of a season for the team. Um, they've been completely ravaged by COVID uh, over the course of the year. They've missed by far the most games uh, as a result of COVID uh, or health and safety protocols, and that doesn't even account for the time that players like Jason Tatum or Evan Fournier have clearly been hampered in the quality of their their play following their return to play. Um, I you know, but this team and and who knows maybe maybe the players already knew about this and that was affecting their energy for the last handful of games. You know, we were we've just given up more than seventy points in the first half of three of our last five games. Mm-hmm. Like this team has been awful recently independent of Brown's injury. And this is why, Josh, I, I, you know, you can say I'm a negative Nancy. I think you're an irrational optimist. So there you go. <laughs> um, the, the team just hasn't been good this year. And they have every reason in the world to not be good. Like, there's no reason to think they should or would become good this season because it's just, like, at a certain point, I think they just need, like, a three-month vacation. Like, they need to totally regroup. And I, I think it's, I think, you know, I heard of the, this Brown injury and my first thought was, honestly, we need to put Tatum and Smart and Kemba in bubble wrap because like the only thing that could make this season worse is if any of them get hurt. And there's no upside here. There's no upside to continuing to play these guys. And I understand like the idea that if you try to go into the locker room and tell these guys... Jalen's hurt. It's not worth trying anymore. Um, it's a slap in the face to them. First of all, there's a million other ways that you frame that conversation. And if you're a good manager and a good communicator, you can hopefully have an honest conversation and see, say, look, this has been a heck of a tough year. We've we've fought through everything that's been thrown at us as best we can. It's not, not even been a heck of a past year. It's been a heck of a past 18 months. You guys have been exhausted. You're fighting. I respect the heck out of that. Jalen getting hurt downticks our chances that much more. It's just, it, honestly, it just doesn't seem like it's our year. And the only thing that could make it worse is if you got hurt. That's what I would say to Jason Tatum. And say, I really think it would be in our collective interest for you to sit. If he absolutely won't, you maybe you let him play. Maybe you make a decision he doesn't like. I don't. I honestly don't know, and that's dependent on the individual relationships between Ainge and Tatum or Brad and Tatum. But I, I just think like there's nothing to be salvaged from this season anymore, except for letting Neesmith and Langford play as much as they want and see if they get better. Yeah, you're so Mike, looking to, for... to answer. To, hold on, Josh. Mike, to, to answer the question, what is your hope for the rest of the season? You're saying. Health. My hope is that we don't play any of any of Tatum, Smart, or Kemba another minute. Josh, you'd be looking for a new job, Coach Minkoff, uh, or or GM Minkoff, or whatever you're calling yourself in this hypothetical scenario. I mean, you can't you can't after all the times that players were told to play through COVID, through you know all the different things that that they've been through this year. 
they were told to play so the owners could get their money. Like that's that's how this has gone from their perspective. And obviously the signed up for it too, to be obviously, clear. obviously they want to play. They want to win. You know, there's guys on this team that want to play and want to win. And it, you can't tell those guys after you've been telling them all season that they need to play now that they shouldn't. <clears throat> just because one of their teammates has got injured. Just because you're afraid that they could get injured. I mean, the fear of injury is there every single game. It's not more there now than it is than it was before. From your perspective, I disagree it's, with that. It's, a, it's a worse situation if another person gets in, injured because we already have one out. But we've had players out all year. I mean, Robert Williams is out right now. You're not saying that we should rest him for the rest of the year. No, I, I'm sorry. Yes, of course we should rest him. I thought that went without saying. He's already doubtful. He's not playing. Like, he, he came out of the second half against Miami. He's doubtful to play in the next game against Miami. Yeah, of course. I don't want Robert Williams to foot on the court either. Sorry, I should have. I guess I should have said that clearly. Of course yeah, I don't want So you want to rest four manager. guys. I mean, it just, yes, it, I, you can't, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that gets you fired doing, doing that gets you fired. Then it's, get me fired. Yeah. That's a, to me, that's a prudent management decision. I, well, I think, I guess we're, we're I, in I, luck because you were never hired. So this is great. <laughs> that's great. I was hired as many times as you, Josh. So, um, I, so, but, but a number of things that you're saying that I, I understand other people are going to say that I just completely disagree with, which is. This, it, it, this isn't the middle of the season. This isn't the beginning of the season. There's no like hope springs eternal. We're 95% of the way through the season. We know what this team is because they've shown it to us over the course of 68 games. Um, there's no like, oh, maybe they'll turn the corner. Maybe they'll like suddenly get it. Like, no, that, we're so far past all of that. This team just came out and, and laid a complete egg in an absolute must-win biggest game of the season game at home against a playoff caliber opponent. Like, uh, there's, you know, there's no circumstance. If it if that's the effort and performance that they're going to put forward, like, at a certain point, I just think you have to say, look, guys, you guys, like, this is, it's not meant as disrespect. Maybe you'll take it as disrespect, but, like, all the kudos to you. You worked your butts off. Thank you. Let's not get you hurt in games that this hand is not our hand. Like this season, this 2021 season is not our season. Josh, what do you hope the Celtics will learn? What 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 are the positives that can come out of this Wait, season? Wait, before Josh answers LeBron? that, I want to hear Adam what you think. Yeah, I do too. About Adam, what about, was your first reaction when you heard Jalen Brown was out for the season? And what do you want for the rest of the season? Before he was injured, I, I started to feel done with the season. I, I mean, and and I knew that if they went on a two-game win streak, it would reverse again. I, it's just been such an insane season. I, I've never experienced anything like this as a fan, and I, I'm just frustrated with this year. I, I want the year to be done. <laughs> so when he went out, I was like, oh, all right. Well, now it's obviously over. It's obviously over now. And and by over, I mean there's zero chance this team makes real noise in the playoffs. Uh, and, and I would expect that they get uh, – I ex- would expect that they get uh, a seventh or eighth seed um, and that they would p- play, I'm assuming, Brooklyn uh, and get beat by Brooklyn in the first round. You think they'll get out of the play-in? I think <laughs> – it depends on health. I mean, I, I wanted to talk about health coming into this podcast before the Jalen Brown injury because Robert Williams did not look right. 
and and we need him to play well. And and it's just what a crazy, horribly injury plagued, and I include COVID in that year. It's just been so. Is there some relief? Disappointing, depressing. Like I'm I'm so sick of of the roller coaster of this, and and continuously getting hope because they play well one night and then. Two losses later, it's just like, what is going on with this team? I mean, I, I mentioned before we, we started recording that I wondered, Ryan Bernardoni had a, a good tweet saying that Jalen Brown had a hefty um, bonus in his contract for playing 58 games. He has now played 58 games. I, I was looking for those contract details and I, I couldn't find in, in the time I was looking what how much that is. But it made me think, I wonder how long he's known about this injury. And Dan, um, Jay King uh, tweeted out a, a video clip of Brown going to the hoop with 28 seconds left in the Oklahoma City Thunder game and falling on his wrist, holding his left wrist in pain, <laughs> moving it afterwards. He clearly injured his wrist in some way then, whether that's when it was diagnosed or not. That was almost that was two weeks ago. So this team has almost looked like at times like they know that this the season isn't going to happen. How do you, how do you come out against the heat and play like they did uh, in that first half? Unless you have some inkling that you really don't have a shot this year, that it really doesn't make sense that even if you buckle down and you play the, to the best of your abilities and you fight through all of this adversity, it's still not going to result in what you hope for in the postseason. So, and it would not surprise me. I, I'm not, I'm not, I hold nothing against Jalen Brown for getting to 58 games, getting that bonus uh, no, I would not I mean, surprise for, me if the other players supported him, if the uh, front office even supported him. And ownership. Exactly. I mean, the year he's yeah, had has for, been amazing. For all we know, Brad and uh, Danny were like, yeah, get get your games in. There's yep. no further damage is going to happen here. Uh, just, and then we'll sit you. <laughs> like, we don't know. Adam, are you feeling relieved? No, I'm feeling frustration. I think you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> I'm frustrated at how, at how this year has gone. Uh, would you would you sit players the rest of the regular season? Uh, I agree with both of you guys on that. I mean, like on the one hand, yes, I, I, Mike, I agree. I, I don't want any more injuries. I mean, <laughs> with Walker is is brittle. Uh, Rob Williams is brittle. I don't see what comes of risking Tatum and a long-term injury there. Um, and it's just not like it's, it's, it's like not done. It's just not done. You don't, if we, I would have a different answer if we could actually tank for a higher draft pick in this draft for sure. Uh, but we're at the end of the year right now. So at this point, I think you play it out and you do the best you can. And, and you hope that, that in playing as well as you can and, and beating a team in the play in tournament, that players learn some stuff about what they're capable of, that you you get more minutes for guys like Neesmith and Romeo Langford. You build confidence. Uh, playoff minutes are real learning minutes, and I think those are really important for a young team, which this team is. Uh, maybe you can showcase Walker and, and increase his trade value. Uh, we'll, we can get in way more into that kind of thing in, in the offseason, but... Um, I do see there uh, there being potential benefit just as much as there is risk here. Yeah, I think the the having a young team and getting them either big game minutes or playoff minutes is important. You get to see what you have from certain guys and what they're made of. 
and they gain confidence to get them ready for the next season. I mean, just having Romeo play in, in short spurts of the playoffs last year helped him. I think that it would do the same for Neesmith and Pritchard. Um, you don't want to go through this season and you know be in the playoff picture for as long as that as we were and then not get Pritchard and Neesmith you know any reps in the playoffs like to lose in the in the play-in game yeah it might give us slightly a better draft pick but it's not you know you need to be in the playoffs um and the way things are shaping up with the with the you know with the top four teams I mean the team that I would all year that I've wanted to avoid was the Brooklyn Nets and, and I'm okay being an eighth seed even and playing uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, or at least I was until this Jalen Brown news. And now, you know, the wind is completely out of my sails and um, yeah, we could start looking at the draft right now. July 29th is the draft. And, and, you know, my whole, all my takes for this podcast were about, getting us ready for the playoffs, getting our, our keys sorted out here. You know, I thought that, that Rob Williams and Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker were kind of the keys to our success going forward. That's all a moot point now. You know, um, I think it's important to finish what we started. I, I think you send the wrong message if you just ask everybody to quit. Um, I think that you have a coaching staff and an organization that isn't programmed like that to begin with. And, um, I think that that is a dead giveaway of a, a not a well-run organization from an NBA standpoint. Um, yeah, I just I, I just think that that overlooks the fact that teams do this all the time, including the Toronto Raptors have been doing that this season with sitting Kyle Lowry for most of the past whatever handful of games. Uh, including a game that they lost in overtime against the Wizards the other night when they were like two games back behind the Wizards for the ninth spot or the tenth spot, uh, so a chance at the play-in. Um, so I don't know. I yeah, I think the, I, I the Raptors are I, on I just, a decline, Mike. They are on a steep, steep decline. And this team, this Boston Celtics team, is as terrible as you've seen them play this year. It's been an up and down year. For them, and we are not on the decline necessarily. It's certainly not as steep as a team like the Raptors or any other team that is going to decide to just quit at this point of the season. So, you know, being a team that that a lot of GMs would beg to have, uh, you know, considering the future of the, of the players that we have and the talent that we have here and the contracts that they're signed under and all that, I mean, it's this is this is the wrong move. It's simply the wrong move, and I think most people on Celtics Blog would agree with you. Uh, sorry, I would agree with me on that. Um, so, okay, so what do we do going forward here, right? Like how, how if let's say, let's assume that we're going to play our players unless they really are injured like Rob Williams. Um, I think that we got a little bit of a glimpse from the Miami Heat game and from the last few games without Jalen Brown in the picture of how this team could potentially play. I mean, Tatum's going to have to put the whole team on his back if we're going to have any shot at, at winning a playoff series. Uh, and the team, at least in that Miami Heat game, kind of reminded me of like the Michael Jordan teams in 1989 and 90, like before he started winning championships, before Scottie Pippen um, really came into his own. It kind of reminded me of um, the Lakers, Kobe Bryant teams when after Shaq left, when like 10 times a game, it feels like, 
our guys are looking for Tatum to save the day and save the possession. And, and we're like trying to find him on the court and giving him the ball and just getting out of the way. And it's not, it's not the best recipe for success. Um, and we've seen Tatum rise to the occasion. Uh, and then we've also seen, you know, almost comebacks that really weren't almost comebacks. We really did not have a shot at winning that Miami heat game. Um, despite what happened in the second half and, and, yeah, this is this is now a one man team. It feels like. I mean, Tatum Tatum has not been all that good the last few games. Like, so there were before the Brown injury, there were two things that I wanted to like get that I was really annoyed about uh, from the the last week. One was the way Stevens ran rotations uh, against the Bulls. I just thought it was atrocious, to be honest. And then. Um, the way Tatum came out in the first half against the heat, which I thought was pretty inexcusable. He just, he just wasn't amped up and ready to go. If, I mean, we were down 26, we would have been down like 95 if it wasn't for Kemba and Fournier kind of shooting the lights out in that first half. Um, and Tatum was minus 14 on the game. He was like minus 22 for the first half. He was, he was just, we were, it's not usual with Tatum that we're bad when he's out there, but we were bad when he we, he was out there and it was because he was bad. Um, and, you know, Tatum, I think Tatum has been performing worse since Kemba has been playing more assertively. I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but I think it's interesting. Um, and, I, you know, Kemba needs to have the ball in his hands. Kemba has been playing far better this past week. Uh, and, and the past couple of weeks. Um, but something is often the kind of synergy in the way that, you know, Kemba and Fournier have really good chemistry. Tatum doesn't seem to quite fit with those two, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not seeing the same team you're seeing Josh, cause I'm not seeing Tatum of late. Like he had that amazing. And you, you talked about it, Josh, we had that, we had that six game win streak or whatever it was with that really positive run when I was feeling more bullish about the team. And that's because Tatum was playing great. And you said you didn't see much difference in the character of the team aside from Tatum playing well. Um, I think we were kind of both right. (laughs) Uh, But Tatum is now no longer playing well. And whether that's because he's dispirited because he knew the actual extent of Jalen's injury or what, like what Tatum was doing during that stretch when we were playing well was he was being really, really assertive. And like with the way he was making decisions, he was playing with amazing pace on offense and, and playing really aggressively and assertively on defense. And you go into the game against the heat, the bit, again, the biggest game of the season. And he just had nothing in the first half. Um, and, it's been a consistent issue of late. It, it's been a consistent issue over the course of the season. And the reason why I, I feel like something's missing in this discussion, going back to, you know, the, calling this a slap in the face uh, to the players or whatever, if, if you basically acknowledge this season is maybe not the best season to, to continue to kind of push, push all your chips in. Um, I just think these guys are burnt out and you know, Tatum's 23. He doesn't know the best way to take care of himself. Sometimes like I just feel like an effective management team would be like, 
you guys could use some help like taking care of yourself under these circumstances. And I appreciate the heck out of everything you're trying to do. But like this just isn't it. This isn't the time to do it. Like you could say and, the same thing just, about I, every player in the league though. You could say the same thing about every team in the league. It's been a grind for everyone because nobody expected this team. But to it hasn't been the same did. grind. It hasn't been the same grind for everyone. It's been a bigger grind for Miami and the Lakers and the Celtics and the Nuggets, right? They went yeah. furthest in the playoffs last year. And total games so for, missed for health and safety protocols. And exactly. Is, so it's been right, so it's been a much bigger grind for the Celtics on that front. So like like this isn't an apples to apples comparison. It's a Celtic specific situation. And the Celtic specific situation is they've been ravaged by injuries and inconsistency. They've been, they went deep into last year's playoffs. They're a much younger team than those other three teams that I just mentioned that went deep into the playoffs and they're struggling and they're evidently struggling and that's okay. Like, I I just, I don't know. It, It seems crazy to me. It seems crazy to me that the, there's like, there, there can't be a way of understanding this other than it's somehow an insult to the players to say, you know what? You guys gave this a, a heck of a run and this is just like one more straw on our back. And I think maybe before literally everybody's wrists or ankles break, we're just going to stop. I don't know. To me, that you're, that hey, just makes sense. <laughs> you're you're totally entitled to your opinion. Uh, the sports world does not work like that. It never has, and even today, it doesn't. So it, it's it's okay for people to think that that's well, a ridiculous. Well, if, if take. I've learned anything, it's it's just because that's how it's always been done is definitely how we should do it. No, I don't think it fits with uh, Brad Stevens' like constant progress, iterative uh, movement towards goals and success and improvement. Uh, there's plenty of other players that, that can benefit from, uh, from continuing the season. Um, and, but, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, Mike, I, I agree with you. I think the season is over. I'd like to eulogize this 2020, 2021 Boston Celtics season. Uh, this was uh, a really important basketball season during a pandemic uh it provided hope during dark times it was an unbelievably uh difficult trial trying time for for players i want to give them a lot of credit for fighting through by far the most missed games because of covid and covid related precautions uh the injuries that they've sustained we came into this season with the question of whether it was a development year or a championship contention year and we now have our answer it's very obviously a development year uh and and this is a young team this is like i'm not putting down the players by saying this uh, i really appreciate their effort here uh this but the season is now over so so rest in peace boston celtics 2020-21 season now let's have a moment of silence So, again, our condolences <laughs> to all of us bearing with this uh, this season uh, and rest in peace, as you said so eloquently, Adam. Um, uh, as a closing note, you know, it, 
circling back to Jalen Brown's injury as, as we characterize. So this is the same injury uh, that both Boyan Bogdanovich had and Romeo Langford had in their wrists. Uh, they both had this injury in their shooting wrists, shooting on their shooting hand. Um, Jalen's on his non shooting hand. Uh, the recovery estimated recovery time for the surgery associated with this is three to six months. So um, I guess that, you know, there's a chance uh, that Jalen can be ready to go by um, training camp. Uh, I guess more more likely the Celtics are probably hopeful that he'll be ready to go uh, for the start or very close to the start of next year's regular season by getting the uh, surgery now. Um, with the with the assumption that next year starts in October October as it normally would. Yeah, I think. Uh, I th- my vague recollection is that they're expecting something like October 10th or 11th or something around there. So right, right about five months from now. So that's it, everybody. A somber podcast today. Uh, we'll keep watching. We'll see what, what but I brought the positivity, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to rate review and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Celtics pride pod or individually at Mike Minkoff NBA, or you can follow Josh at coach Motenko. If you made it this far, you're a true Celtics fan. Thanks for listening to Celtics pride.